people people hey guys back again guys big episode today um, episode eight and guys we've been getting a re- lot of really good feedback from the episodes we just want to thank you guys um and again um this is our third episode in the sex series um and in episode eight we're yep. going to be talking about today why wait till marriage to have sex Ooh. and whew, come on real deep no this is this is good um and featuring today is the one and only micah MP perry for a three <laughs> <laughs> what's up guys man I'm, I'm so blessed to be on with y'all yes sir it's He's- an honor is lit he's a legend i'm just gonna let you guys know that right now <laughs> i know one legend and his name is jesus come on oh come oh on. amen i Only thought you were gonna say kobe <laughs> well in a sense but one true legend okay legend might be your lebron though but it, yeah. let me stop we'll leave it right there i was ready to say bron but uh yeah you know. well guys um this is the Immerse Podcast. Um, in this podcast, we get immersed in the Word of God to break down popular topics through a biblical perspective, and this is to help to t- disciple the body of Christ. Um, and yes, so, sir. really, our desire is to is to disciple and t- that we would all grow deeply into the the beauty and the nature of God. And so, a big part of that is how God gave us a sexual nature. So, I guess that's really important on how we can steward it. You know? Yeah, that's good. We just really want to you know, encourage you guys, you know, be built up with one another in Christ, you know, because we're the body of Christ. We're many members, but one body. So at the end of the day, we're all family when we're believers in him. So as a family, like, let's get together and, and just do it. Walk in the purity, walk in the love, walk in the, the righteousness that God has given us in Christ Jesus to just be one with him. So, but yeah, we have a special guest today, my brother, Micah, you feel me? Uh, it's funny to have him on this episode because this is the type of guy that I go to for super deep, like theological <laughs> questions. Mm-hmm. So it's funny to have him on like a purity episode. But the guy is so pure that it made sense when Gay's like, you know, confronted me to bring him on this episode. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, Micah could literally be on any episode that you need him to be on because the guy is super deep, pure. He's just he's amazing. So, yeah, Micah, if you want to introduce yourself, give a little background. Well, yeah, man, I, I appreciate that. That, uh, that intro you gave me. Uh, so yeah, guys, my name's Micah, and I've been knowing these two brothers for, well, I knew Gage. I met Gage maybe, what, six, seven years ago? About that, it's yeah. It's been about that long. B- before yeah. Jesus years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, Mike, Micah, Micah, Micah was saved, but I was, you know, <laughs> I, I was in lawlessness. <laughs> he, he was already called from the foundation of the world, so yeah. the Lord knew him. But yeah, I think I've known Devo the last, what, two, three years? About two. To about two, about two. going on two. But yeah, man, these are some of my closest brothers. So I'm really blessed to be on with you guys. Uh, but yeah, um, so I guess I'll tell you guys just a little bit about myself. I am 31 years old. Uh, I'm a digital entrepreneur, uh, freelance marketer. And I, man, just a couple things that I love. I love sports, basketball particularly. Love to write, love to draw. Uh, love worship, man. Recently got into my worship life really, really seriously. And I'm actually going to a school of worship this fall that I'm really excited about. And uh, I just came back from one of the most amazing seasons of my life. Uh, I was over at YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission, one of the most amazing ministries on the planet. And um, the base was over there in, in Kona, Hawaii. So spent three months over oh, there in Hawaii, mean? just going really, really deep in my relationship with God. I did what was called a DTS, a discipleship training school, where we spend the first three months in Hawaii on campus just learning about everything you can imagine about the truth of who the Lord is, the depths of scripture, 
the power of the Holy Spirit, how to walk this life out in a greater measure, and then how to take the gospel, how to take the good news into the nations. We all raise up evangelists and launch them out into the nations to go and be the light in the world, you know, because Jesus said we are the light of the world. So uh, I was lucky enough to spend three months. I was on a team with 10 other people. We went to Papua New Guinea. Come on. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys have no idea where that <laughs> is. I, I actually, can point it out on a map. For I mean, real, for real. I don't real. know where that thing is. Man, I didn't even know before I, before I got there. I ended up <laughs> looking into it myself. But it's all the way at the bottom of the world. So it's a country right next to Australia. Oh, snap. So I spent three months in Papua New Guinea. And, um, man, I got to see things that I read about, that I've been reading about in the Bible for years. It's just so amazing when it actually becomes your everyday life. I mean, we were, as you guys say, immersed. We were straight up immersed in ministry every single day, seeing the power of the Spirit. You know, got to preach to thousands, got to see hundreds come to the Lord. Yeah, even, I mean, he a whole village got saved because <laughs> yeah, of this guy. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that. Had well, he's being humble. He's being humble, but there's, <laughs> there's some truth in that. God moves, man. When, when you say yes and you get over your fears and you just step out and say, God, I'm here, I'm going all in. And, uh, you know, the only thing that was standing in most of our ways, it was standing in my way for sure, was fear, you know, just fear of man. But once I got past that and said, Lord, I'm not going to be afraid of what people think, how I sound about anything. I just want you to use me. And uh, when I came to him with that heart, he did incredible things through my humble yes, you know, my, my simple availability. And that's really all that he wants from any of us. So I'll leave it there, man. I could go on for days what I, what I saw the Lord do the last couple of months over there. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, me and Dev, me and Dev, we really look up to Mike. And, and just a little backstory. Um, when I was, b- like, before I was saved, God brought me to uh, my previous job, and that was actually where I met Micah. So Micah was actually kind of the one that, that was not only, like, um, I think the biggest thing, he became one of my closest friends, but he also, like, discipled me and helped me to kind of grow in the Lord. So me and Micah have literally grown with the Lord. I mean, to the degree where, like, we're, like, growing together in Scripture, but also growing and hearing God's voice, um, growing in, in the prophetic, growing in all these different areas, in our relationship with God, I mean, from leading Bible studies to doing youth camps to ministries, I mean, doing all this stuff. So we literally like we grew together. And if it wasn't for Micah, uh, I'd, you know, I'd probably be <laughs> I don't know where. I'd be. <laughs> so I'm very thankful for my man. And it's an honor to have him on this show. Um, and especially I don't I mean, he's one of the most purest people I know intentions sexually. Um, I mean, just I mean, super one of the most humble guys I know. Um, and he's just going after it for the Lord. Yeah. So an honor thanks dude those words mean a lot man and, mm-hmm. and to have a brother like you guys to do life with and run after jesus with there's no greater blessing you know, in this world amen amen all right well we're about to get into it um micah do you want to pray us in uh, i'd love to all right cool uh father god we are so grateful just to be here before you this afternoon and just to have the honor and the opportunity to share the truth and the beauty and the love of who you are and to talk, talk about a, a topic so important to your heart, and that's so important for all of us to hear. So, Holy Spirit, we just give you room. We ask mm-hmm. that you would speak, that you would move, that you would touch the hearts and touch the, uh, the minds of the listeners today, God. Those that are going to hear this message, give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord, and just speak. Speak to them, God. Say exactly the things that you want to say through our mouths. Um, so father we just thank you for being here with us and we love you so much lord in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. fire like like always <laughs> 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 no. 
All right. So, yeah, uh, like we said, uh, the topic today is why wait until marriage to have sex? This is like a super big, um, you know, question that a lot of people have. I know I had this question before becoming a Christian, um, even becoming a Christian. I think I didn't really understand like the the super deep like understanding of why wait. Um, so, like, I'm just going to start off like like why do y'all think like we should wait basically like like how did how well no a better question how did you guys view sex before marriage before you guys were christian or like deeply walking with jesus well yeah i guess a good one i'll tackle it first come on it's a little different for me because i grew up in the church you know so i always understood from the time i was like five years old that there was a god that jesus was Mm -hmm. real i never questioned that and i knew that there were certain things he asked of us if we were going to say that we believed in him. Then he said, okay, like, if you love me, if you believe in me, then follow my commands. And for some reason, like, you know, when I was younger, I used to view sin in in different levels. So I saw some issues as really, really bad sins and other stuff as not as big sins. And we understand now, like, that's not the way to look at it. But for me personally, just sex, sex was like at the top of the list, like Mm -hmm. the most important thing before God. Like when the Lord said, keep your life pure before me, um, and don't have sex before marriage, like that was a command that I honored and, and treasured in my heart because I knew it was such a special gift. So it was, it was sex and then it was cussing, cursing actually. Those were two sins I always thought were the <laughs> worst sins any human could ever do. So I straight up ran away from any opportunity to fall into those two sins. Man. No, that's that great. No, nah, no, nah, it's yeah, and it's great because that's a completely different perspective than you and I have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, Micah? Go yeah. ahead and tell the people. When's the last time you had sex? Man, I mean, by the grace of God, I, I still have my purity. I still have my virginity. Woo, come on, you know, um, thirty-one years old. Thirty-one. It man. wasn't. It wasn't easy. It's not easy. But uh, man, like the Lord said, anything is possible for those who believe in Him. So. So guys, I'm a just witness. Look, come on, 31 years virgin, and he and <laughs> or, or you say, do you, do you feel like you've missed out? Like, man, if I could go back, like, what would you change anything? Man, absolutely not. Like, come if, on, if I could go back, I would try to be even more pure than I was and not messed around. Because a lot of the time we flirt with sin, you know, like we we may not fall into the sin, but we put ourselves in situations where we're almost like flirting with it and crossing the line. And as I've gone deeper in my walk in my relationship with God, it's like. Man, Lord, if I could go back to those moments when I almost tripped up and stood even stronger for you, there's nothing I wouldn't give for that. No, right? I Man. mean, I mean, Mike could be out there like, I mean, if you could go back, I know you re- would like repent from holding those girls' hands. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I went a little deeper than you know that, those like but- those like you know those those like two handed hugs. You know what I mean? Those- <laughs> That's crazy. No, nah, that's it. No, no. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get more of that later, but. That's fire. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Yeah. Gage? Yeah, I'd probably say how I looked at sex like before. I'm going to tell you what. I knew God was real, but I used to pray to God. God, (laughs) please, please let me have sex. Like, I I mean, please, like, I used to be in the shower. I'll never, like, and I think I've shared this before in in a previous one. I used to get on my knees in the shower and be like, God, please, like, with with all my strength. I'd be like, please. Please let there be a naked girl in the shower. I stamp on everything. And then I remember going, I went to bed one night praying. I was like, God, and you know what? I wasn't like, 
I grew up in church, church culture, but there was just something in me that just knew that like I could pray for something and I knew God would answer, you know, mm-hmm. and I see that now, but it's, you know, I would even pray. I was, and these were demonic prayers. God wasn't, God turned his face away from me. <laughs> Those <laughs> prayers hit the ceiling. And went they did. They did. <laughs> But it opened doors like to the demonic, definitely, you know, because yeah. I remember one night I was praying. I was like, God, please give me a dream of the first girl I'll, I'll have sex with. You know what I mean? And um, so when I had that, I literally went to bed that night and I had a dream of this girl from my uh, from my elementary school. And I was in elementary school at this time that I like was having like this demonic sex with her or something like that. So it's like how I viewed it was like it was not to say it was life to me, but it was something that was so important because it's it was something that consumed me. So I think with me, it was a. Uh, um, I really didn't, no one in the church, my family members, no one really gave me a godly perspective of, of like how to view sex. So, um, I felt convicted, but I felt like I had to have it. So from the age of when I was from, I mean, I lost my virginity at 13, but even before 13, I was consumed on the whole thing all the way until 19. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. And like you, you were, you kind of grew up in the church culture in a sense. And the fact that you yeah. never even really completely understood it. And Southern I think that's Baptist, man. <laughs> and I think, and that's great because I think that's why the Lord has given you such like a burning for purity. Cause it's yeah. like now, like you don't play games when it comes to that side. Oh, I don't. And like, I seen you break even to my younger sisters, who's like 10, 11, you know, my 18 year old sister, my 15 year old brother, all that, like you break down purity so well to them and not like a way that's like, Oh, like, you know what I mean? It's not like bashing them over their heads, but like, you just know how to simplify it, that they can understand what is purity with Jesus look like and how to walk in it and why we should walk in it. You know I what I'm saying? I'm sure that. you've done that with your siblings also. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Real quick, I'm just going to add to that, man. I, I love that word you just shared. And Jesus says in the scripture that he who's been forgiven little loves little, mm. you know? So it's like no matter what your greatest area of weakness has been throughout your entire Christian life or even before that, God wastes nothing. Like God redeems everything. Amen. So it's usually those areas where we fell the worst that God is going to use that exact thing to, to lift up and then be a platform to to reach and to witness and to empower others to walk to walk in the power that God wants in that area. So that's just one of the gifts, the beautiful gifts God gives in redeeming Mm. our lives. You know, he uses the things that we destroyed the most to then turn around and use for his glory. Come on, man. Y'all see why he on here? There's smoke. (laughs) There's like smoke coming up in this room. My man, he's he's, he's hot right now, man. Oh, wow. (laughs) Amen. But yeah, now just to give a quick rundown of how I viewed sex before marriage. Like, I mean, I'm sure we expressed it multiple times. Like, I didn't grow up in church culture, so I didn't really have any, like, view. I never seen, like, a godly marriage or, like, you know, even a relationship that was looking to a godly marriage walked out. So for me, like, sex was always just kind of, like, the ultimate expression of, like, commitment between a man and a woman. So it wasn't really a necessity, in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. it was more so just like, okay, like, we're so in love. We've been together for so many years. Let's just, you know, get to the highest expression of commitment, which is marriage. But you could pretty much do whatever you want outside of marriage. That's just, like, the ultimate expression. So for me, that's just how I always looked at it. So I always downplayed it so much because I never understood the actual beauty of marriage and what marriage, like, uh, mirrors, which is Christ in the church and, Mm -hmm. you know, him uh, laying his life down for the church and then the church, you know, submitting to uh, Christ, you know what I mean? And that's just what marriage is supposed to mirror. So me not understanding that I'm just looking at marriage as like a regular degular thing that you just do just to say, I love you. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> regular oh, degular. Regular degular. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to pen that one. <laughs> 
goodness. And then nah, and then I remember it was even a point. Like I remember being on Xbox with my boys, like, and everybody who listened to this who be on Xbox still, man. Shout out to y'all, man. But yeah, um, I remember telling my boys and stuff like that at like 15, 16, like I ain't never getting married. Like, boy, that's stupid. Why would you get married? Like you know, I, I, I had trust issues, you know what I'm saying? And I think that was the biggest thing for me. I never seen a godly marriage walked out. Therefore, I never seen a relationship that showed the highest expression of love, which you receive from Christ that you could horizontally give to a person. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the thing. Like, I'd be telling some people, you know, it's like a vertical love between God and yourself. And then in order for you, you know, when you receive that love, then you're able to give that love horizontally that's to real. other people. Yeah. So I think the thing for me, for me, never seeing that vertical love with God, I never seen that love being given to another person in like a relationship in my family. So I always had like trust issues, you know, whether it be like cheating or like, you know, you're not walking in purity when you're with somebody. So for me, marriage was just like, nah, that's dumb. Cause why would I get with a girl? She's just going to cheat on me. Why just get with a girl? She's going to have a baby by another dude. Maybe, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's just a whole bunch of, you know, just lies that I believed in, which kind of goes back to uh, uh, part one of episode seven. Like it was just a whole bunch of lies that I believed surrounding marriage that never I never wanted to commit to a marriage you know what I'm saying but now thank God like Micah mentioned like you know God redeems it so now like I'm you know I'm happy and excited for marriage you know what I'm saying but doing it with him you know being under covenant you know being under covenant with God so real yeah and that's why guys it's so important that we actually live out and walk out the things that we believe as Christians is because other people are watching our lives and what they believe to be real and what they believe to be true is going to be altered by the things that we say. And if they don't see it walked out in our life, then they're not going to believe it to be true either. Like the Bible says that we are witnesses for the Lord and mm -hmm. that our lives are literally a written letter, an open letter. Like we're the only Bible a lot of people are ever going to read, Ooh, you know, so true. if we're going to claim Christ then we have to show them what that life actually looks like. And if we're if we're living in a relationship that doesn't reflect the truth of who God is, then other people are going to grow up in those lies and believing the same things that aren't true because they don't see it in us. We got to walk it out and be that witness. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. If y'all could say, boy, we got to get we got to get video, bro. I'm over here making facial expressions. Like, <laughs> Glory. No, that's good. But yeah. Um, yeah. Nah, and that's real. Like even back to what you were saying, like we're the salt of the earth. Like we're the light of the world. Like, you know, people look to us, you know, a city set on the hill cannot be hidden. So it's like like you were saying, people look at us. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And as believers, as Christians, we're that's what holy means. We're set apart so people can tell that we're different. You know what I mean? Jesus said, by the way, you love one another is like uh, people will be able to tell that you're my disciples. So it's like, you know, we have to love Christ and, and that love will manifest itself by the way that we live. So when other people see us, they can see that we're lovers of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And that he loves us and he loves them also. But, you know, they could just tell something different and then they, they want that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But um, just to gauge, you have anything? No, to add on no, that? I no, I'm I, this is all great. OK, I'm, literally, I'm like receiving. All right. But, <laughs> OK, so, yeah, guys. Um, So now we're going to be hitting the, the topic like is sex before marriage. OK. And why wait until marriage to have sex? So if you guys want to tackle that. Yeah. Um, I mean, why wait till sex to have marriage? I mean, God, above all, has created sex. And so because he's created sex, I mean, he's made the man's genitals. He's made the woman's genitals. They fit together perfectly. And and and, uh, and for those who know about it and have experienced it and whatnot, like it's a reality of like it's an amazing time. And it's some it's one of the most intimate places you can ever be with another like with the uh, with the other person. It's, it's the most intimate place that you could probably ever be. And so 
and it's supposed to be an image of how of it's supposed to be an image i know some people kind of think of this as being weird but it's supposed to be an image of you and god and not in the sense of like you having like sexual relations with god it's not that at all but the aspect of being that close and in unity with god that you have that as an image of what sex is between a man and a woman it's a it's super deep intimacy but when we take it's like taking fire out of the fireplace when you take it out of where it's supposed to be fire becomes dangerous and it burns things down but we don't just we don't we don't know in that time you know what i mean but it, it can be it can become something that can cause a lot of damage like the thing that comes over to uh, me is proverbs 6 verses 27 through 28 um and it says for the right here uh can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched and so in that proverb, that whole proverb is actually going into like sexual immorality, adultery and whatnot. And in that, it's basically saying like, can you put fire next to your chest and expect your clothes not to be burned? Can you walk on hot coals and not have your feet scorched? The reality is that no, like you're going to get hurt. And that's the, really the thing. Sex outside of, of its confinement, out of its container, it ends up being so... Uh, destructive and it's like fire outside of the fireplace it, it destroys things it's good bro thank you man man another thing that's like really important to mention is that in proverbs every single where you see it i mean solomon was the writer of proverbs right he's the most wise man that ever lived and one of the things he continually tells people to mm. run away from is sexual immorality <sighs> or sex before marriage and it's because it's such a power like Gage was just talking about, there's a power that comes over you as a human being where you have no control to escape its grip. Like we have no self-control against this thing. Mm. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons that Paul, or, or sorry, that Solomon over and over again is warning us, like beware, be aware of the adulterous woman. Amen. Stay away from fornication. Don't put yourself in those situations because in his wisdom, he understood like what was at stake there so true so true and i even have like uh and i'm so glad you brought up the adulterous woman um because there's like this this section of scripture um that that's literally talking about the adulterous woman and it's basically if you want to think about it in these forms it's basically like a um like it's a it's i mean you can think about it as like a literal woman because this does happen but i think it's it's better to think about this as a spirit that is trying to attack you that's trying to actually pull you down there is there's the there is the natural part about it uh, that god gave you a sexual desire but then there's also this demonic aspect where satan literally is trying to get you to fall so he can get you into your grips to cause you to continue to to fall and to fail and to give yourself in unity with a person that that really that you're not even called to have unity with you're called to have unity with god and the person that god has called you to be with under exactly. the aspect of covenant yep you know and um hey bro i mean if you want to even bring up the aspect of like soul ties absolutely man i mean this is a really deep subject a lot of the times we don't understand what happens in the spiritual realm because we're just living in a natural realm like we see things naturally with our eyes and have no idea what actually is happening in the spirit and in a spiritual realm, anytime a man and a woman comes together, you bring a certain oneness and a certain unity in the spirit that we have no idea about. And that's what covenant really means. It's when two people come together and now there's a bond. So everybody, man, we're influenced by different demonic spirits every single day. We have no idea 
and when we talk about open doors, like ways that the enemy can influence our heart, influence our mind, influence our soul, like there are spirits that follow and influence us on a daily basis. And what happens is when a man and a woman come together and have sex, you end up bringing those two quote unquote spiritual baggage. I'll just call it spiritual baggage, you know, like that's good spirits that are dwelling inside of people. When you bring a man and a woman together, they actually have a tie between their souls. Like there's some part of your heart, there's some part of your mind, there's some part of your spiritual being that is actually now connected to that woman because the two have become one. You know, like that's what the Lord actually means in scripture when he said, a man shall leave his family, shall leave his mother and his wife, and his, sorry, his mother and his father and come together and be one with a woman. Like that's a covenant that we don't really have the insight about man and woman become one and then we start to share those soul ties and so many other things in the spiritual realm come one together in that relationship that's good and let me ask you this um i feel like i could probably answer some of this too but if someone has entered into sexual uh um sin with someone what does it look what is the what how do you know you have a soul tie like what does that look like Man, that's a really good question. I mean, I think the most obvious thing is that you can't stop thinking about that person. You mm-hmm. know, like you, you start to dream about them. You start to see them in your sleep. Mm-hmm. Your mind is always fixed on them. And you feel like you can't go without that person in your life. Like there's mm-hmm. a, a, a literally an emotional tie connected to that person. And you don't feel like you can get free of them. It's like, man, if I break up with my boyfriend, I won't be okay. I can't go on with my life. Or if you decide to leave a certain relationship, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to breathe without that person. Then you start to even hear their voice in your head. That's real. I was just trying to say that. It literally changes the way that you live your life. It's because they have a tie on you in in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Because I had with... um, like, and I do not say this to brag. It actually hurts me because I've hurt women like over the time, but like out of the two girls that I have taken their virginity from, like over my time of just being in relationships and whatnot, like two girls. And I remember the, the clinginess and the, and the, and the, and the whatnot that happened because of that. And, and I'm just like distraught now. I mean, I'm, Jesus has set me free and I'm like, I don't deal with the shame or anything like that. But, but to think that, like what happened, we entered into a union and I used to have images all the time of like the, of like us having sex together and, and the, and their voices in my head and being so clean to them that even after, even after being broken with them, broken up with them and not being around them, I felt like emotionally I was still in a relationship with them. You know what I mean? And that was the thing where I remember the time where I actually was like, what I had knowledge of like what a soul tie was. Um, and I, I prayed against it and I was like, Lord, um, this person and this person and this person and whatever. And I say, Lord, I, I break this, this tie that I've made with this person. I repent before you. And I ask God that the only tie I have is with you, Lord. So may what, what is, what has entered into me, what has, what has been tied through that was supposed to be a tie through marriage and only through one person, father, the spiritual baggage and everything that I've picked up from these past uh, relationships and whatnot, father, forgive me. And I break these soul ties in Jesus name. Um, and man, like I, I literally could feel the difference. I stopped having the thoughts. I stopped having the dreams. I stopped having, um, the emotional tie and like, you know, just even the temptation of like, oh man, I I wish I could go back to that. You know what I mean? Because there was something and I just, yeah, it it was, it was through the Lord just breaking it and it's an act of faith and it's, it's a, and it's a prayer. And trust me, there is power. Um, there is power that the Lord has given us through his spirit to break chains. You know what I mean? 
and we all need to walk in freedom. I want to walk into the marriage that I'm called to walk into when I start courting the woman that God has called me to be. I don't want any other baggage from other girls. She's not going to want me to have baggage from other yeah, girls. That's real. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want her having baggage from her past relationships or whatnot. But we, we want to be free with us having the, our, our, our souls, our spirits tied to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then as we come together in communion and in covenant uh, under marriage, and then when we come into one another, the Lord actually can put his hand upon it and say, I bless this. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Bro. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like all this stuff happens at the spiritual level. So you can't just wish away your old feelings or, or old ties yeah, with true. past relationships. It goes much deeper than that. And only freedom in the spiritual realm comes from our union with Christ, the freedom that he gives us through his blood. That's the only way to be set free completely. So these issues that are that really affect every single area of our life, you know, like our love relationships, future relationships, you can only find that true freedom and redemption through bringing it to the cross and letting Jesus cover that sin and set you free. It can't be done any other way. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Now nah, that's good. And and just to go back, like y'all, I mean, y'all were making such good points. I was just letting y'all do y'all thing in the spirit. But going back to what Gage was saying, because I know it, it could be like in the flesh and y'all could probably agree. It's in the flesh. It's a track, like not a track. It's an attraction to be like, oh, like I took the girl's virginity and now she's clingy and now she's, yep. you know, she's not leaving me like in the flesh. That's something that we want. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, she all up under me and look at her. But it's like, man, like. Think about it in this sense. Would you want somebody to feel that way about your daughter and take your daughter's virginity and then just, you know, have that claim like, oh, now she's all up under me and now she's clingy. Now she can't get enough of me. Mm -hmm. You don't want that for your daughter. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So don't look at another man's daughter in that sense and even a child of God. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at her in that type of way. And, and you know, want her to be under your wing and all that because it's like you wouldn't want that for your daughter. So we can't be hypocrites out here. You feel me? Um, and man, what was that one it. thing? you? I remember one time. Um, I could be off, but I remember one time you had a conviction. You were with some girl or whatnot, and then the yeah. Lord, like, or it was with Baruch, where Baruch came up to you. He's like, that could be someone else's. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, share that, bro. Snap. This was good. So I remember uh, the last relationship I was a part of. Um, it wasn't even a relationship. It was, you know, we wasn't like boyfriend, girlfriend, but, I mean, we was basically together. You could just say that, I guess, in a sense, by the, st the things we were doing, the way we were talking, man, which Dev, is crazy. Man, Dev had, a, a, like, a book. You know what I mean? My <laughs> Don't man be had, saying that. My man had this girl and this girl and this girl. He, uh, I think Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think, like, Will used to have, like, this book <laughs> with, all, with all, 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 the, all the bad yeah, joints on exposure. it. Exposure. No. Don't be doing <laughs> that. But, nah, so, man, shout out to my man, Baruch, because this is something that literally, like, stuck with me, because this was before I was walking with Jesus, so this was like probably summertime 2018. So I was dealing with the uh, female. And then I remember like every Friday she would come. Like we would literally, I would get off of work early. I would go pick her up. We would probably go get food. And because we would only usually see each other maybe once a week, she would just come over to my house so I could literally get the most of her like in the little bit of time that we spent. So we would usually come back to my house. You feel me? Um, And then we would just turn on Netflix and chill. Literally, like we would just watch a movie and chill. And you know how that works. When you're in a bed laying down with somebody who you're attracted to, they're attracted to you. It is just liable to happen, so don't mm -hmm. do that. You feel me? But the thing was, you know, we were chilling, and then I think it was maybe one night around, maybe like eight-ish or nine, because it was definitely dark outside. Um, I remember my boy put up uh, Baruch, and he called me like, yo, bro, come outside. And I'm like, man, this dude just pulled up randomly. I'm chilling with this girl. Like, I'm not really trying to come out, but I go out because that's my, that's my, you know, that's my mans. 
So I go outside. He's like, yeah, like, what you doing, blah, blah, blah. And mind y'all, like, this is the guy. I think I'd let y'all know maybe episode one, episode two. Like, this is the guy who who literally started inviting me to Bible study, who would literally call me every single Wednesday to go to Gage's Bible study at the time. And I think I was a part of the Bible study at that time, but I was very early on. So I wasn't really walking with the Lord um, for real. So I go outside. He's like, yeah, yeah bro, like, what you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm in, I'm inside uh, chilling with my girl, basically. And he was like, bro, you got to be careful because you may be laying down with another man's wife. And I remember that joint smacked <laughs> me like, me yo, <laughs> it smacked me like three different ways, like to the point where I was like, bro, why are you in front of me right now? What are you doing here? Why are you here? Like, why, bro? Don't leave please. But it's funny because that was literally the Lord speaking through him because I knew it was wrong because every single Friday, even though we never went all the way to actual like, you know, um, you know, just actual sex, like it would get to a point that was definitely sin, like regardless, like even if you're not going all the way to sex, it's still sin. Even the thought, if you're thinking about and meditating upon the thought of you having sex with a specific woman or, or just a woman in general, that is sin when you're when you're lusting after you uh, yeah what <laughs> i was like huh you dunked it oh no, you <laughs> but yeah like i mean if you if you have lust within your heart for somebody that's sin you feel me so mm-hmm. obviously the acts that we were doing were sin so when he said that and me knowing that i was already in the wrong because i would drop her off every friday and as soon as she would get out the car i stamp i would play the same christian song because i didn't know many christian songs at that time i would play the same christian song what was, ev- it? was that nothing nothing but the blood or <laughs> no nah, <laughs> definitely wasn't that it was triply it was by triply um i can't even remember the song's name man if can it you, comes back to it? me i'll let y'all know can you sing it i don't even remember how it goes uh <laughs> Oh, sweet victory by Trip Trip Lee. If y'all if if y'all want to go listen to that joint, Trip Lee, sweet victory. But I would play that joint every time as soon as she would get out the car, and I would instantly start praying like, Lord, please forgive me. Like I repent. But it's funny because that's not true repentance. Because what is true repentance is literally when you turn, make a whole one eighty, and you go His way. So obviously my repentance was just a man's repentance that I never turned away from. So I continued on in my sin. But then I think like last episode, what I mentioned, it literally took me to like the prayer that I didn't even really mean genuinely like, God, if this is not your will, take her away. And he actually took her away. And then that's when, you know, by his grace, he just, you know, I started walking with Jesus and he saved me, you know. So that's how that whole situation went. So shout out to Baruch, man, because if he yeah, never did that that night, man, I, yeah, I don't hey, know. Hey, Baruch has said some things that just make you stop in your tracks. So. <sighs> that's <has>. my boy. <laughs> That's my yeah. boy. But no, I just think it's so wild the way that the enemy twists our minds, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're younger, people are always boasting about, you know, popping the cherry and taking people's virginity. Like, we mm-hmm. don't understand the power, even like from a physical standpoint, what's actually happening, you know? Like, in scripture, in the Old Testament specifically, it said, anytime a covenant was made, blood had to be shed for that covenant to take effect. You know, that's one of the reasons that the priests would have to shed the blood, the blood of bulls and goats is because without shedding of blood, mm. there is no covenant. And the Lord required in order for you to be forgiven from your sin, you have to shed the blood of an animal. And then we all know that that was the Lord in the New Testament. Like, think about what's actually happening when you shed that blood, when we quote unquote pop the cherry. Like, it's one of the most sacred acts that you could ever do with a woman. And mm-hmm. that's why the Lord literally created it that way is because it was stamping quote unquote the actual covenant like the moment that you cross that line and that blood is shed 
you're now in an actual covenant and you're one with that person. You know, like that's another reason we should cherish our purity to to such the, the to the highest extent possible is because we we honor and understand what it is in God's eyes and the way that He created us and designed us. Come that's on. good. And uh, just to just to give clarity, covenant and when it's like in a biblical term, it literally means like a treaty or kind of like a uh, like a contract in a sense. Like it's like a you know an agreement between two different people. So when you know whenever you hear of covenant, it's like a co- like when you hear of like God's covenant with people, it's literally like a contract between God and a person when two come into agreement. And you can't break that covenant. No, spe- no, you can't break covenants with God at all. Like yeah. you know he he's holy. Like you know so we can't play with that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and to give even um, like the what Mike is talking about, there's a there's a hymen, and a lot of girls know you like pop the cherry or whatnot. But there's this there's like this sack of blood um, that's in a woman's genitals that when it gets uh, pierced to a level of like when a man enters a woman, that blood is shed through like that version. And literally, there's no other scientific reason for that thing to be there, but God being the creator put it in there for the aspect of like a woman being pure, um, and and a man being pure. That when they come together, it's literally boom the breaking of covenant, you know, and yeah. I'm going to share like, uh, I'll share real quick, like some old Testament, uh, breakdown of like how they would actually go about it. You know, now here's the thing. As I share this, some people hearing this right now would be like, what? That's disgusting. That's weird. Why? But you have to understand the culture and how they actually viewed sex. We view sex in the wrong, um, and not in God's eyes. Like we, we, we turned it into something like that's, I don't know. We like when I explain this, you guys will know what I'm talking about, but in the old Testament, you would have two families and they would come together and they would have, okay, the man and the, the man and the woman, they're wanting to actually come together and be in marriage. They would have this huge celebration. The children are there. Um, the adults are there. All the family members, the friends, they're all celebrating or whatnot. And what would happen in, in a Jewish culture way in like ancient times, um, they would have this white like tent. Uh, I'm not about to say, I don't know if it was white, but they would have this tent in the middle of everybody. And what would happen is everyone would um, everyone would be still. And then the, the the husband and the wife would go in and they would consummate the marriage on a, on a white bed sheet. And then that blood that was shed on that sheet, they would come out once being done and they would take the sheet and they would actually put it over the tent. And then the real wedding would start in the sense of like people bring out the wine, people are, are eating and they celebrate because of that. And the children were there and it wasn't a thing like, Oh, that's nasty, you know, or, Oh, this is going on. It was like a thing of like, look at, look at the beauty of what God, uh, wow. of this covenant, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the children were there. So they knew about this, you know? Um, I remember one pastor, he brought he brought up the same thing and he was like, yeah, like, I mean, if you're like a kid, like three, four years old, you're like, they go in the tent, blood comes out, like, man, they got in a fight. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's something beautiful. You know what I mean? And, and I've heard of, I have, um, a co- uh, friends of mine who got married. They were both, uh, they both were not virgins. They already had sex, but they were walking with the Lord and on their wedding night, God restored her hymen actually. It's so, so beautiful. And so like, I personally know that I'm actually going to see them this weekend. So it's so beautiful. Like God has, and I've heard of the testimony before. So women, if you've already had sex and you're like, Oh, like, well, I've already had God can like, even now I've been, um, I've been with like, haven't had sex like in over four years. God has, I believe restored my virginity. And I believe that not only is it a spiritual thing, but he can also do it physically as well. You know? That's, and it's all in the crazy. redemption of Christ. It's all in the redemption of Christ. Like literally Micah, Gage, myself, we would not be able to walk in this freedom. We would not be able to walk in this liberty. We would not be able to walk in this renewed life if it wasn't for Christ Jesus getting on that cross, dying for us, but also being raised the third day by God. You know what I'm saying? And now sitting 
at the right hand of the throne of God. And now he makes he he's up there like interceding for us, like kind of in a sense, like talking to God, the father for us. And it's only through that by which we can be restored. So I just want to let y'all know his grace, man. Like His grace is sufficient. No, man, we don't. We really have no idea the power that's available to us in our relationship with Jesus. Because I can imagine a lot of you guys are listening like, dang, this dude's never had sex before. Or Gage just said it's been four years since he had sex. And you're like, it's impossible. There's no way I could walk that out or actually experience that. And the truth of the matter is, by yourself, it is impossible. You don't have the strength. You're not able. It's not naturally possible to do. But in our relationship with Jesus, when you give him control of your heart and your mind and your soul, he literally gives you the grace that is the strength, the ability to do things that you thought you would never do. And it's not you doing it, but it's God himself in you that's giving you the ability. So don't doubt that this is something you guys can actually experience yourself. It should encourage you and excite you to get that close to the heart of Jesus where you begin to see his miracle working power take over and transform your life. Amen. Amen. That cross, it that cross was something so powerful of what it did. It wasn't just for the forgiveness of sins, but it gave us grace and power to walk out of sin. Amen. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And you're not in this by yourself. You know what I mean? God God literally was not like, okay, just I think that was the one thing when I would grow up and hear like these preachers talk about repent. You just gotta turn from what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I was like, how how I don't, I don't know i'm trying you know what i mean i would fall into these sin cycles over and over and i'd have these habitual sins mm. and then and then god and then i was like i started to grow closer to jesus and i realized that he started to change me from the inside out yep. and i was like wow like i don't even desire these things anymore you know what i mean it's supernatural yeah and when the desire does come i'm just reminded of the beauty of him and why i should wait why why i don't need to just you know, go for a weak moment, and this girl that's hitting me up that's like, Whatever you want, boy, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, I, mean, I literally had that. Literally, as I was walking with the Lord, I'll and guys, I'm gonna talk about this real quick. I gotta bring this up real quick, and then we're gonna move on to the next thing. But, like, anytime that you say yes, okay, God, I'm wanting to walk with you, I'm, I'm choosing to move out in purity, I'm choosing to be saved, sanctified, walking with you because it's better than what the world has for me. The minute that you make that yes. Watch how the enemy will come and try to test you and try to challenge you. Mm-hmm. I literally like I remember the time I was like, yeah, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, I'm going to walk with you. The minute that I actually just decided to do that, literally had one of these old girls uh, from from Virginia where I grew up hit me up and was talking about, hey, I'm having my prom uh, that's coming up. And, you know, I remember last time we didn't get to finish. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> what I mean? and like and she, you know, I, I was. I was stupid tempted. I was like, yes, I'm coming. I literally was like, yes, I'm coming. And so she starts preparing for me to be prom. I mean, she's literally like, we're talking about like the plans and everything. And literally a few days, if not a week, like she's already, we've already done so much planning. The Lord convicted me so much. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And like, just cut it off like that. Wow. You know what I mean? Grace. And then I remember another, another time my old past relation, this, this girl I was with for like three, something years hits me up and then we we almost got back together you know what i mean and uh it was just this thing of like weakness and she kind of like came back on to me and whatnot and and it was the lord just being like i have something so much better for you gage i have something so much better for you and he, he kept like it was like he just kept whispering that in me kept whispering that in my spirit and and i could feel the weight of like i don't feel the same anymore and i was like if i do this i'm gonna really mess up wow. and so i was like and I had to say no, you know what I mean? And yeah. yes, it hurt their feelings, but, you know, their feelings needed to get hurt. 
you know what I mean? Not, I mean, not like let's crush women's feelings yeah, <laughs> yeah. or let's crush guys' feelings. But I think what happened was, is that it, it was a, te- it was a testament to them of, and I, I told them, I was like, I was like, I'm following Jesus and he, he's just beaten. He's just, he's just on me. I can't, I'm sorry. And I would leave it at that. Man, I, I, I have endless testimonies of people who actually would come up to me and ask, like, dude, I don't see you, you know, sleeping around with women. Like everyone on campus talks, everyone's saying that you don't sleep with women. Like, is that actually true? Is that possible? And when I could tell them with like, with all honesty, like, yeah, guys, like I'm living for the Lord and he gives me power over that stuff. It would blow them out of the water every single time. Like they didn't think it was possible. And that just speaks to the truth of what's actually possible in our relationship with Jesus. It's one of the best witnesses I could have ever had. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, nah. And just to, you know, just to kind of close this part out, like it's just like John 3, 3 really came to mind. And that's mm. uh, Nicodemus was like a ruler back in that day, kind of like it, he was called a Pharisee and it was kind of like a religious leader. And he, he like usually the Pharisees didn't get along with Jesus because you have Jesus coming on the scene and he's like, um, you know, doing things differently than what people were used to. So the, the you know, the religious leaders, them being leaders, they get prideful, like, oh, who is this dude coming up trying to, you know, do these different things that we're not used to. We're not going to mess with him. But Nicodemus was an exception. So he goes to Jesus being curious and he's like, yo, like, you know, we know that you're different. We know that you come from God by the power and the signs that you do. And then Jesus said in John uh, three, verse three, Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And the thing about that about that is, is like, you know, the fact when you're born again, when you come to Jesus and you say yes to him and you give everything to him by his grace and you put your faith in him and you you trust in him and you believe that he died on the cross for you, he was raised on the third day. And, and you know, you you confess him with your mouth and then you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. He's going to do these things for you. He's going to give you the purity. He's going to give you the grace. He's going to give you the hope that you need to be able to walk in this in this purity that we need. And that's just something that got put in my heart. Like this is literally available to everyone. It's just a matter of you believing in him and walking it out. You know what I'm saying? He's going to give you grace to be able to do it. Because like it says, like you got to be born again. Were, were we born again? Like when we were born from my mothers, did we like raise our hand like, hey, mom, like I want to be born? No, but that's how it is with God. Like you let God like, you know what I'm saying? You just come to him and he'll make the whole process natural and he'll do it but it's just you giving in to let him be able to do that you know what i mean so that's crazy it's just a simple yes and yeah he gives you a new heart and a new mind Amen. yes yeah. it's, it's so wild that he actually takes out your old desires and just puts new ones in you and then you can simply walk out the things that he's called you to walk them out by his strength amen because you i mean the old man has died the new man the new creation has come in christ you yes, know what sir. i'm saying so yes, sir. yeah but um yeah so I think we're going to wrap up part one here. Uh, So we will see you guys next week. This is part one. um, And we'll come back part two. We're going to be letting you guys know, like, how do we look at marriage? Um, You know, how do we look at sex outside of marriage and how we look at it in marriage? Uh, We're going to be contrasting. We're going to be asking more questions. So if you guys want to come back next week, we appreciate y'all for coming this week. We got Brother Micah. You feel me? So it's lit, man. you, You could see this guy's heart, bro. It's just it's amazing. So we definitely appreciate you guys for listening. We thank you for all the support. We thank you for just the the kind and gracious comments like i wish like we need to just sit here and list like everybody who's really been like you know showing love and stuff like that because this isn't something like oh like you know we're podcasters and we don't need to like you know what i'm saying like nah it's none of that like we love all of you guys so we thank you so much so 
yeah, we love you guys. We shall see y'all. Any closing remarks, gentlemen? Nah, I think this is good. I'm excited for this part too that we're I'm about to show you guys next week, get into some practicals and whatnot. But um, let's see, uh, do you want to pray? Yeah, let's definitely. Have, yeah, yeah, praise him, man. And Father, we're just so thankful for letting us speak and, and share this afternoon. And Lord, I just pray that you would take these words, Lord, and move in the hearts and minds of your children and just give them faith to believe that this kind of lifestyle is actually possible. Amen. Lord, that you actually do set us free from all of our sins and all of our sicknesses, and you give us a new heart and a new mind Amen. to live the beautiful life that you invite us to live in a relationship with you, God. So I just pray for faith. I pray for hunger. I pray for desire that your children would know what this is like. So we bless you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We shall see y'all next week, saints. Peace. Deuce. All right, party people. <laughs>